Welcome to the Scott and Sue Project Podcast, where we journal our wandering into the realm of helping others. We are currently using our time and talents to tackle the problem of homelessness in our community. Hi, Scott. Hey, Sue. Hey, thank you for the blog post on your trip to Portland, and you did share a bit on uh, what you saw there with the tents, uh, homeless. Uh, intense. Yeah, I did, and I, you know, I, I don't have a lot to say about it. I thought the pictures might be interesting, more interesting than whatever I could say. But I did in the blog post. I did kind of talk about this othering feeling I had. I think that's a critical point about homelessness: is we tend to treat those people suffering homelessness as in a different, like they're different people. Like they're other, they're, we otherize them, and they're really not. They're just humans, and I. It's hard not to do that, but I. I kind of felt that as I was walking by, it was very uncomfortable in many situations. But I'm sure it was uncomfortable for them too to be in a tent, knowing strangers are going by your, basically your house. Right. This, yeah. So when you 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 did mention about an encounter with, um. One, one of the homeless uh, folks there, and you know, I was thinking, in in those situation, if you want to help, like how how do you help? Um, because in my mind, you know, there are things that we can do that can definitely make a difference. Like what we're trying to figure out here, but I was thinking, like if you would just to give him like. Uh, hundred dollars does that would that cause harm uh rather than good yeah no and that's a good question i think um in fact i did give a one of the guys a couple bucks um that i walked by um but no I, i think that leads pretty well into the book that we introduced last time called the book on any homelessness and that is a question that came up does handouts, charity, in general, do more harm than good. And I'm kind of not totally sure, but the book makes me think it might do more harm than good. And so I don't know. How is that so? Yeah, well, I think if we want to end homelessness, I think the first um, point or the big point that the book makes is it requires expertise. Um, And because... Home, people who are suffering from homelessness have significant, obviously significant problems. And um, you just can't, and giving them money potentially can help them survive as a homeless person. But or it perpetuate the problem, right? Or potentially entrench it. Yeah, potentially yeah. entrenches the problem. It allows them to, to kind of live in that situation. Um, but it, it kind of entrenches it. It doesn't get them out of homelessness and um and but one of the examples he gives is um you go to an emergency room and you see all these people with uh, some of them very complicated medical problems you don't expect somebody just who has a caring heart to go into the emergency room and treat these people you need medical professionals the same way you need people trained um to solve the homeless problem and that's that's what I'm worried about is if we just treat this purely as a charitable problem, we're not 
we're we're potentially doing more harm than good. Yes, I I like that analogy because、uh, if I'm in the ER and <laughs> I see somebody、um, hurt really bad coming in, like what do I <laughs> do? I give them Tylenol? Maybe that's the wrong thing to give,、um, okay. right? Yeah, exactly. And yeah, he talks about there's a, a number of problems that we could kind of exacerbate. And I'm curious. And it feels like some of those problems we do,、uh, just some of the mistakes we make all the time, and in the ways we treat homelessness. And that's why we continue to have this problem that never seems to go away. In fact, especially recently, seems to be much. Larger. I, I saw it in Portland, and I actually heard that Phoenix has its own problems. If you go to downtown Phoenix, that you're going to see a lot of the same things I saw in Portland.、Mm-hmm. So、What is I, that、um, one thing that stood out to you that perpetuates、uh, the homelessness situation? Well, I, I'm not sure exactly what perpetuates it. Well, I mean, I think there's a lot of reasons why people are homeless. Um, I mean, of, like、yeah. um, something that, in, like, respect to charity, like we're trying to help, but、uh, what we, the,、um, the method or you know, the the help is、uh, perpetuating the problem.、Uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's a good question. I'm not, I'm not totally sure. I feel like shelters that are not、um, focused on housing or outreach. People are unsheltered. Outreach programs are not housing focused. Potentially, if they're just giving food or money or clothing, rather than helping them get housed, it's、um, kind of further embedding that kind of dependency cycle in ways that aren't leading to solutions. I think that's a.、Problem. I see. Sounds like.、Um... There needs to be more emphasis on or focus on getting them to permanent housing. Yeah, and I I think last time we talked about myths, and one of the myths I think that you were really pushing me on that I didn't really answer was the myth of the、um, continuum of care, and I think the book, the whole entire book, really focuses on how we can be. 100% housing focused, and this includes shelters and outreach programs,、um, and then getting homeless homeless people into houses first and foremost, before you address、um, the other problems. I think that's a big. Yes, I I brought that up because always my notion is like there's this root cause that that got them to where they're at and. And my first instinct is to to go tackle the root cause, whether it's、um, a mental health issue or uh, or uh, job opportunity or、um, substance abuse.、Uh, like it seems like you have to take care of that first before, otherwise the problem continues or becomes chronic. But you made a good point that you know there are. Alcoholics, you know, around, but not all of them are homeless. Right? Yeah, there are plenty of alcoholics, plenty of people suffering from mental health, plenty of sex workers, plenty of people who have had trauma in their lives who have found ways to stay housed. And one of the 
points he made that really resonated with me is that we need to learn lessons from that community, how they stay housed. And then that's how we can get people who are homeless who may also be struggling with those, a lot of those same problems, help them get and stay housed as well. So, and that, that is independent of supply of housing. That's independent of like housing costs or anything else. I think uh, one thing to think of, to solve homelessness, that's a different problem than solving poverty. Plenty of people can live in poverty in a home in perpetuity. Um, and yeah, we want to solve poverty, but solving homelessness is a, a, requires a different type of focus. I see. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so once you, um, you, so you, you get them the house, it, is that the end then? Um, do you move on to your next patient or your next homeless person to help? Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, a couple of points on that question. Um, I think as, as I said, shelters should be housing focused which means they shouldn't discriminate against people who have, who are doing sex work, who are drug addicted. They shouldn't make those as a, um, they shouldn't make that as a precondition to being sheltered. Right. Um, but also they, sh the shelter shouldn't just be kind of a, a permanent place. It should be a place that they should stay in only with the condition that they're looking for housing. It should always be getting people into housing. Um, and then once you get them housed, then you, you can help them adjust into housing properly. And in, in a housing situation, they can start working on um, addiction, mental health, um, potentially getting out of sex work. Um, but that's something that they need to do. I, I think that's the big key is that a caseworker who is professional, who is trained, um, is more of a guide and you're treating this person as an equal who is empowered to make their own decisions and set their own goals. Uh, the, the, the caseworker is somebody who is trained on how to be motivational and um, will help them um, meet those goals, but it's ultimately up to that individual. So we shouldn't be in this kind of we, sh we shouldn't be making housing conditional. We shouldn't be making um, care conditional. It's about getting them into a home first and foremost and giving them the skills that they can stay in the home. So you, you stick with them until they um, gain a level of dependence and then ultimately, ultimately interdependence that they're connected into a community of support, if that makes sense. Yes, that, that, that does. Um... It's, and that seems like a, a you know, I want to say, it's a, it's a clear path, but may not be simple, um, <laughs> with, um, you know, with with the challenge that is there. Um, but I, I can definitely see that. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. I think it, it's not. Yeah. I although I think it's definitely not simple, but. Um, a couple of ways to approach it too is according to the author of the book is we just use the resources we have and we prioritize deep support versus we, 
prioritize depth versus breadth, or we prioritize the hardest, most most vulnerable cases, those that are who've had long-term chronic homelessness, who have high acuity, have uh, very deep problems. There are plenty of people actually who are homeless who kind of don't stay homeless for very long. There's very there's some people in the homeless community that are um, very high functioning and end up solving the problem on their own. So we we need to let them do yes. that. Um, focus our efforts on those people who have the most severe cases. And I don't I don't know how well current homeless resources are doing in this case. I'm I'm this guy who wrote the book has has been in this sort of in this field for many years and he does a lot of consulting so i know it happens across the country in various places but i don't know how well it's being done i, I have a suspicion that we're getting a lot of this wrong in a lot of places mm. well the the problem well um visibly still around and we have a lot of these theories uh, in place, right? Um, but we have yet to to solve this. So um, there is definitely a gap there. And that's just a puzzle for us to to think, dwell on it some more. Yeah, and I, I guess it really begs the question, like where do we plug in here? And I don't, I don't totally know. I, I, I think I still want to see if I could just jump in and even if I'm doing charity work, like just alleviating short-term problems, I, it at least gets me connected into the field, into the arena, and we can start having conversations. I also don't want to assume this person's opinion is the only one, and so I want to get other people's opinions on the issue. Yeah. But I, I, a lot of what he said resonated with me, and I, I definitely I, think, yeah, go ahead. Yes, I think so. Uh, you know, I I've been involved in homeless ministry before as volunteers, and um, I see the same old folks uh, all the time. <laughs> and uh, I I try to help one or two uh, over the course of the year. Uh, it, it is challenging, but there are um, to your example more high functioning ones, and so. It's it's not it's not the acute ones. Um, yeah, I, I I feel like definitely we can do things that perpetuate the problem or not really help them end their homeless cycle. Um, yeah, I definitely like to to figure out how to be more effective in solving the actual problem. Yeah, and I definitely think they need to be integrated into a community. So I want to definitely be a part of a community that allows people in that situation to be integrated into. So for sure, there's opportunity there. Yeah. yeah. And, and you, it's, when you say community, uh, because part of in me and the, the volunteers being there, it felt like we created a, a community there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that the um, the community of uh, 
homeless folks that gathers together to um for whatever activities that we have there, and that is a a status quo that they like. Um, yeah, and, and it, it, I, I sense, I got this sense that it, it, while we can, while we do care for them, but we're not necessarily helping them get out of their situation. Yeah, that, that's right. There is, and, and he talks about like the tent cities that I saw in Portland and potentially we have in downtown Phoenix. There is a community that way, but it's like a separate tribe of just people in homeless, otherwise from everybody else. That's not the type of community. We need to bring those people into the housing community integrated with other people who are yes, housed right that they can provide mutual independent support and really thinking about homelessness or housing as a harm reduction strategy because it's not safe to be in on the street or in unstable housing you need to be in permanent housing with access to resources and health care and you know just stability and out of the elements. Yeah, it's just, there are, yeah, there's just where, where you can get treatments for problems. And uh, yeah, it's it's really important. Yes. So Scott, I hear that, um, yes, uh, on your side, you're going to try to plug in and I will see where I can do that as well. Um, I have been also looking at more data analysis and I've been looking at a, a tool to help be more transparent about the analysis in that, you know, sometimes I feel uncomfortable uh, as I work on these data and presenting them that I am in some ways choosing what I show and what I don't show because like whether it is trying to make a point or, or one way or another, uh, always trying to enlighten, but this, there's... Uh, can be sometimes a miss. I want to avoid misleading. So to that, like I like to try to be more open, or when I work with this data, to to put it out there in a more interactive way. And that way, others can uh, can uh, play around with the data to see uh, in a different other aspect. Like, uh, does it say the the same thing? And so to that, like, I was looking at the uh, observable and you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's a more, um, I'm able to put charts or data or graphs in there that allows for some interaction. So I'm going to play with that and see how I can create a post for that. That would be great. Yeah, I feel like we need more data too, right? Uh, yes. like the data we do have is not sufficient. No. So we need no. to get access to it, yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that would be great. I think really diving into that, um, the data and understanding the problem better, um, on both sides, both just kind of reading books and seeing data kind of, and reading blogs and getting our own personal experiences and talking to people. I think there's a lot of different ways to learn about this problem. Definitely. Yeah. All right. Um, this is a, a good place to stop in. Um, thank you, Scott. Oh, thank you, Sue. And we'll probably, this won't be the last time I think we'll talk about the book. I think there's layers here too. 
uncover, but it's it's good to get the first layer discussed. Yes. So yes. I guess I guess we'll see you next week. Okay. Thanks.